Um, something you didn't know about yesterday, I'm, I'm getting into my 60s. Um, I'm going to try to share some of my victories and defeats with you. Um, and I'm really a small-scale farmer, really small. Um, I don't do a large garden, and I never have, or farm, um, but I've been really successful in what I've done, and I would encourage people not to get too big. St- try to stay small, um, because especially if you don't have a workforce. For those that have families, you got a little bit of a workforce, you know, having children. And I used all my children, you're going to find out. Um, this afternoon more about that, but I had four children, so they all helped me in everything that I did. I'm in a zone six, if anybody you know zones, and sometimes seven, depending where I put them. I'm a south-facing hillside. This is our third farm in the same valley, and so it's uh, um, uh, very warm, but I'm still only about uh, zone six. With my greenhouses, I probably can get away with zone eight at times um, because I can overwinter some things in there like dahlias, uh, dahlia bulbs. I actually just leave them in there because it's a bedded greenhouse, so there's lots of mass. And if you understand that, there's a lot of heat retained in those beds. We come from a little town. It's about 2,000 now. It hasn't grown much over the 35 years that we've lived there. I'm a high desert. I'm considered a high desert. Um, we have to irrigate, irrigate all our... Um, can you stop that just a minute, Mike? <laughs> It's a little distracting. I think we should wait on the photos. Um, uh, I have to irrigate everything. We do not have, we only have 14 inches of rainfall in a year, including snow. And um, at 5,800 feet in elevation above sea level. The nights are very cool and the days can be very hot during the summer. So there's real extremes, whether it's winter, summer, spring, or fall, there's real extremes um, on either end between um, um, morning and night. Um, One thing I really want to highly recommend, if you can at all, and if you can hear my talk later, you'll see how I progressed on my greenhouses. But um, I really highly recommend greenhouses, even if you can... um, Bend, get a bender and make your own by conduit pipe because there's lots of ways you can do it. Um, or even find ones in fields. I've bought things because someone wasn't using it. And so, um, because you're going to enhance what you can grow, especially in my environment, it's so extreme that um, greenhouse grown, it cuts ultraviolet lights because we're at 5,800 feet. It's really hard on plants extremely hard on plants. So um, greenhouses, I would, I would really encourage uh, you to use if you're going to do um, flower production um, or even vegetables because they just regulate temperatures better. And um, we actually have two greenhouses and we don't have any heaters in them, no fans. Um, they're basically just tunnels, you know, that we use. Uh, one is a bedded greenhouse, but um, we've, we're really, really basic. We are not high-tech at all what we do, which makes it really nice for you all because you can do it. I'm just encouraging you that you can do it. Um, you get you know early, early season production and late season production when you have uh, greenhouses, which extends the time that you can grow, which means extends the time that you can actually make some money off of what you're doing if that's what you're going with this. Um, so there was a lot of um, footwork um, in what I did as far as selling flowers, because we're dealing with flowers right now in this session. Uh, I 
strictly went by word of mouth and everything I did. At that time, there was no computers. There was no news feed. There was no internet that we really used. So everything was done by word of mouth. And a lot of the things I did was um, showers, baby showers, wedding showers, um, weddings. I started to do funerals. And I gifted these to a lot of people. I would just make bouquets and bring them or say, I, do you want someone to do um, your wedding? Would you be interested in, you know, and because I got to know my neighbors and my um, uh, where I live a lot. And so people knew I did that. And so I would gift a lot of things to people so that they could know what I was doing. And I actually really like doing that. It sounds like it's a waste of time, but I don't believe it. I believe everything's a ministry that I do. And in a small town, it speaks volumes when you're, you're doing some of these things for people. Um, and uh, so I'm going to tell you some of the ways I marketed my flowers. Uh, relatives, uh, farmer's market, my CSA, uh, nurseries, um, local florists bought my dahlias. I do, I do all, all the flowers in the church every week, whether it's winter, summer, fall, spring. Whether it's um, fake flowers or real flowers, I do all of those. It's great practice to even work with dried flowers because they used to look awful. And now they look great. They actually look real. Go to Hobby Lobby sometime and walk down the aisles. It's just amazing what they're doing with fake flowers now. Um, restaurants. I've sold the restaurants. I've done festivals. Um, I had a runner from Telluride used to pick up my children and my bouquets when they were really young. We make about 30 or 40 bouquets and resell them to a market there, and we made really good money. I was really surprised, and it was great for my daughters because I have three daughters and a son. Even my son kind of got into it. He would go out and cut and stuff for us. But. So we've done just about everything, even edible flowers. Believe it or not, there's a big market for edible flowers um, in uh, the health food store lines. Um, so, and I also have lately, the last few years, this will be my third season to do bedding plants. I've even gone that extreme now where I'm doing some bedding plants. I'm not huge, but I'm probably doing 500 to 700 bedding plants now for a local little nursery that actually hired me, wanted me to be a part of their team between April and June, right in town, in my little town. They wanted an organic line, so I bring them organic tomatoes and any, everything, all vegetables, and, and some annuals that they can't get because a lot of the annuals I grow nurseries don't carry they're just really unusual cut flowers which you'll see they're really pretty but um and so i have i'm doing that now and i'm actually doing on-farm sales now to let people know um that i am selling bedding plants and i ha already have two women that are going to buy probably mm, close to 200 dollars a piece on bedding plants just because they want to do their garden they want it they want it organic they want them they want them unusual they want some perennials i have i just go down the list and they just say i want this this that that though so that's what i've been doing and it's kind of fun too because then i know what i need to grow and need to on my on my uh, perennials which i'm going to go through i actually go out there I'm anxious to get home a little bit because our weather's been really warm in Colorado, unseasonably warm. I'm going to go start the perennials. I'm going to go dig and then take a piece of that and put it, start putting it in a pot and put it in my greenhouse. And by June, they'll be beautiful. They'll be flowering because that's what I can do in my greenhouse. 
So most of my um, marketing has been done by exposure and just, you know, telling people what I'm doing. And um, uh, I actually did a local farmer's market with my kids in uh, the little town that we have and the nearby town and then an hour and 45 minutes away. So I've done lots of markets. I did this last market for 17 years. So um, people really knew me that it was flowers and veggies that I did. Uh, but now you can do computer. You can do website. You get your website together, uh, a local news feed, like I said. We have one in our little town to let you know what people are doing. Um, I haven't even done it. I haven't had to do it, so I'm not doing it. Because I'm, I'm a one-man show, pretty much. My husband does all the infrastructure and stuff, but now I ha I've lost all my kids. I tried an intern last year. It was a, a male, and it didn't work. And so um, I'm kind of on my own. I have a couple women. My oldest daughter, who's a nurse, comes and helps me once a week, and another woman that just wants to learn. And I have another woman this year that just wants to learn. So I kind of have to do everything. So I'm kind of I'm actually scaling back a little now. Um, I'm getting the pressure. I, I love what I do, but as you get older, the pressure kind of wears on you. I think. I hate to admit it, but it, you know, I want more time and more this and more that. But I love growing. I love it. Um, Instagram is a great way to sell your flowers. There's a whole forum uh, that you really should get in touch with if you're really serious about this after you, you develop what you're doing. Um, uh, I actually, the last three seasons, t this afternoon, you kind of understand how where I began and where I've come from and what I'm doing now but right now I'm doing a CSA of 28 families which is about 100 people I service with fruit, fruits and vegetables and flowers but not so much flowers and you know I was praying to the Lord I said Lord I got all these flowers and CSA members don't really take too many flower bouquets and so it's interesting, there was another grower in my valley. We have great women growers in my valley. It's like amazing what's happening in our little valley. She asked me, because she didn't have enough perennials three years ago, she said, Carol, do you have any perennials? Because we get started in about May. May-ish is still a little early for us, and I did. I had lots. And so the Lord just came through on the last three years for me because I, I hate wasting all those flowers. And you got a deadhead. you got to cut them and you, if you want more. So um, I sell probably three to six buckets a week, and I get about um, $60 a bucket. For, for those and I don't have to go anywhere and she takes them and then she sends them over to Crested Butte um, and I do I already have two weddings booked this year I usually have two to four to six weddings every year so I'm really busy that that's a lot for a for a summer it's really busy in between what are the other things that I'm doing so it gets you know a wedding takes all day just to cut the flowers, and if I have the bouquet, you know, whatever I have to do. So, um, so I really want you to know who my clients are. You have to know who you're selling to. You have to know trends, unfortunately. You really do. Like, the last couple of years have been very light pastel flowers, very light, like flesh-colored, light pinks, uh, just a big rave on very light, light pastels. 
And so um, you kind of have to keep track of what's going on or at least grow a wider variety of kinds of flowers so that you can cover your bases. Because I actually like contrast. I like darks and lights. And, I, and so um, um, the women I deal with are really, ideally, they, they're, very, they're very dark. They like dark flowers and dark things. And, um, but so you just have to know trends and know kind of what's going on. And you can always talk to your florists. There are, I'm going to mention, oh, Sarah at, I don't know if you want to take some of these down. Sarah at S-A-I-P-U-A, Amy Merrick. I can hardly read. I wish I had some more light, but... Um, at something flowers, Kate at wildflower, Suzanne at the blue carrot. These are all really top-notch floral designers. And okay, uh, Sarah at S A I P U A, Amy at Amy Merrick. There's Florette flowers too. There's um, she's really big. Merrick, M-E-R-R-I-C-K. Kate at Wildflower, Suzanne at the Blue Carrot. So you really get, you know, you can really see what the trend is by going to those sites. These women are really expert. I mean, they're just beautiful arrangers. Um, so one of the things you need to do is listen to your customers. And, and when I... I love doing weddings. Most of the people that I know grow for flowers um, are, um, I like doing weddings because I really like take care of these young women. I really love it. I just think that, you know, you hope this is the one and only marriage they're going to have. And this is really special to them. And so you really listen to what they want. And so really attune yourself to what your customers want. You can make suggestions, but, and you've got to tell them what you have, your product. But, you know, you really need to listen to your customers. Because, you know, budget is always a concern. Color scheme is another. And style. I've had to do styles I hate, basically. I don't like it, and, but that's what they want. So I tweak it a little and put my little signature on it. But, you know, I do what they want. Um, you have to know your flowers really well. So start, you know, go, go through catalogs. And, I mean, this, we have so much, uh, you know, you can ex access just about anything. So you have to know your flowers. And annuals as well as perennials, as you'll find out soon. Um, you have to have a little bit of a portfolio. You're going to see awful pictures on here, and you're going to see some great pictures. Because I'm learning, too, with my iPhone. I'll just be out. I am so busy. But I'll go out, and I'll go, the light is perfect. You just get used to that. You're just like, now's the time. So click, click. You know, I take a few. You'll see buckets. You'll see bouquets and buckets. I never knew, dreamed I would be standing up here, but I knew I wanted something for kind of my portfolio or what I was doing. And so... Um, um, make sure you have some good pictures. Learn to take some good pictures. Um, even if it's one flower, I mean, just try and start practicing that. Um, and continually keep taking them. If you just see the right lighting and the right, you know, just be, make sure you take some. Your, the artistic ability, which I went through yesterday, kinda, you kind of got to see some of that. You've got to practice on that because that's what's going to be your signature is your, 
I, I totally bouquet, totally different now than I used to. Totally different. Because I realized what people, um, um, kind of what they want. They want to see all the flowers is basically what I was talking about yesterday. So work on your artistic ability. Um, work in different color combinations that you're not used to. Try to, try to, you know, put pinks with reds and purples with blues and purples with yellows and just really try to mix it up. And, and it will become more, more, more fun to do, too, if you're not thinking always in such a box, you know. Um, so, and grow different colored flowers that you may not grow. So form and symmetry, which you all probably know. Um, I, I still want to talk a little bit about marketing yourself. How much... Um, your demeanor, how you are towards people is so important when you're marketing what you're doing. I've seen so much failure in this aspect when I went to market because people were cold and unfriendly so, and, and, and not accommodating whatsoever. And it, those are the worst things. You could have the go most gorgeous flowers and people will walk away from you because you just don't, you know, aren't more intimate and friendly. You got to be really friendly and accommodating, generous. You know, don't don't sweat the small stuff. You know, if someone wants, you know, want. I, I always get these young women that can you give me a deal? Yeah, I can give you a deal. You know, so I take five dollars off. I mean, what is it? You know, it's it's like, you know, it's like, do I want to help them make a beautiful wedding, or am I counting every penny that you know comes across what I'm doing? So really try to be helpful. And, and if, you're not, if you're not a people person, I would not recommend this to you. Or le learn to become, because it's really important. And in fact, I know I sold all my products at market because I really love people. I really want to see them healthy. I want to see them happy. I want to see them um, take something beautiful and in enjoy my food. And, and I think that came across. I think you really practice getting friendly you know what's the bible say a friend shows himself friendly i mean it says volumes um i think also because we were a family run operation it spoke volumes to people so if you got kids or you're working in teams people really love that they just just something about that they really really care about um, I just want to caution you to take time for yourself. That's something I didn't do in my earlier years. I was raising four children. I was working the farm. I was basically a workaholic. And I found my identity in working a lot. And I just love the Lord because he transformed that in me to become more people-orientated and more uh, children-friendly, you know, and thinking about their needs. Uh, and and more nurturing, which I did not grow up with. I mean, I realized why I was that way, but I just, you know, um, the Lord has really transformed me in a lot of really great ways. Um, and we were really busy. But nurture yourself. You know, you can't give what you don't have. So you got to be filled. Think about this. You are complete in him. You are complete in him. Who's that talking about? It's talking about Jesus. Um, enter into his fullness. We have all received. You know, be filled. I didn't take time to be filled. Take time. I, if you, even if it's just a very small time, just really give your heart to the Lord before you go out there 
because he will do he will do things that are just amazing that we cannot do you know because of his spirit you know which we hope to receive so some of my perennials are and i don't know if you're going to know what these are but um these are perennials and perennials are plants that actually stay in the ground all year every year you trim them back you cut them for flowers and they just grow bigger and they're 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 in the right zone because they're established and living so um, some of the ones I have are sea lavender, which is a type of status, limonium blue. Um, I have butterfly weed, which I finally have successfully grown in Colorado. If you knew our, we have very hard clay soils, and we're constantly putting humus and trying to break it up, basically. And it's a, it just holds water or not enough, and then the sunshine, and we just got so much going on. But I finally, three different types. I have an orange, red, and then a gold. And that's actually in the greenhouse and outside it's slowly getting bigger. Um, I have some annual asters. Um, Tataris, it's a violet blue. Comes on later in the season. I have alliums. I have Armenian basket flower, it's a yellow. I have columbines, which are really huge now. I don't know if you know that, that's Colorado state flower. And I don't know if you can grow that everywhere, but we, it can grow. And they have really giant ones now that are great for cutting. And I'm going back to replanting those. I actually pulled them all out, but now they're really big. So I'm seeding some out today or uh, this year. And they probably will be, and another thing about perennials is they take about three years to really look nice and be big enough to cut so you gotta if you're gonna start this you should really start collecting perennials go to the little ladies in the church who have the flower beds and ask can i have a piece of this can i have a piece of that just look at them and and there's lots of people that love to share that kind of wealth you'd be surprised and so you don't have to buy everything i i would ask people can i would you mind i was driving by one day and I really wanted white flocks. I don't know if you know about flocks, perennial flocks. They're big, huge heads. They're gorgeous. They smell heavenly. And someone had this white flox and I go, can I come back and get some of this from you? Yes, yes, yes. And I go, I will bring you some tomato plants. So I brought him some tomato plants and he gave me some, some uh, phlox plants, white, because I have about four colors. But so, you know, just you never know. People love, people, people really like that kind of stuff, sharing because you appreciate something and people would love it. So don't be so bashful. Kind of ask and get out there. Um, bachelor buttons. I have the big center, um, centura. They're the real big ones, and they actually overwinter for me, and they're the blue. Little flowers add detail. They're a pain to snip and cut, but even if you have a small bunch of them, I use them as detail. Just detail is really important. Um, Coreopsis, there's some really great bigger varieties coming out now, so check them out. Clamanus, of all things. I have this 12, she's shaking her head, um, 12, it only gets to 12 feet but it is the most beautiful purple flower and it will be actually on one of those big purple flower i'm trying to think of the name uh, it's called blue light and it is gorgeous and i use it in bouquets but it's early so i'm always hoping someone has a wedding then so i can use it it's just go i mean it's so beautiful it has several layers it's just great cupid's dart uh, cornflower, which is a bachelor button, uh, bells of Ireland, because I have actually a maroon and then I have a blue. Um, blue is hard color to get, 
I actually, it's a very hard, but I love using blue. It's just so beautiful. Bells of Ireland, which is actually an annual for me, but they reseed. Bellflower, Campanella, blue, white, pink, balloon flower. I love, it's not real, there's not a lot of them, but I really love them. Blue lace flower, pink and, and blue. I do calla lilies inside the greenhouse. They're on the edge of my beds and uh, they actually overwinter for me. So I don't have to pull them out and I don't, and I have maroon and white of those. And I'm telling you, you're going to, there's a huge list here, but I just have small beds of them. Don't think real large. Don't, you know, six, eight, 10 plants only. You don't, you just, I want the variety and I want the, I want something blooming all the time in the perennial. So this is why I do that. I, I, there's actually chrysanthemums for our area, zone six, Robinson red. I just, I painted daisies, uh, then Shasta daisies. Um, that painted daisy is a new one for me, but they're real pretty. They're real tall. They have long stems and they're red which is hard to get in um, early production. Dusty Miller is really, works really well, and I love Dusty L- Miller. Um, it's not very long, but you can actually put a spike on it when you're, using, when you're doing bouquets, so you can do a lot of things with that. Cosmidian, Carnations, Dianthus, um, the large recent giants are wonderful. They're, they're this one right here. And they come in a um, cherry blue or cherry cherry red, and it's a big head. Mines are like they're huge heads. Dianthus, Reeson giants, sweet William, but you're not going to see him as that. You're going to see him as Dianthus. Okay. Um, then I have regular carnations which I've learned to love you know they're in flower shops so I never really like those things but I'm now growing so I really like them I have white and yellow um, you know kind of the off colors delphinians of all kinds make sure you have a nice bed of that I actually have a lot of really pretty blue ones purple ones and a light plum color that's really nice and I'm trying to propagate more of that foxglove which you saw um, Kirsten, she had a whole photo her husband had up there. Those are really great. They're biannual. It means only only last two years, so you have to replant. Um, echinacea of all kinds, and there's some new varieties out there, orange ones and yellow ones, and uh, Cheyenne Spirit, um, Marcella. Those are, and then just the regular echinacea. People love echinacea. They love it. Uh, golden marguerite hydrangea I can only grow one kind of hydrangea in my area but I just tried a second one and it's a white Annabelle it looks pretty much like that and they're a little smaller head on it tighter but I finally have successfully started I know everybody oh well you can't grow I mean everybody it grows everywhere even up north I was surprised but it's because we're so dry that they don't do well there. We're really arid, and so it doesn't like it. So I have it in the shade. I have it kind of protected. Goldenrod, hyssop, I love using. It smells really nice, and it's really adds. I don't know if you know agashki, but it's, it's really a fun flower because it's very interesting looking. It has two colors, and it's small, and it's for detail work. Um, grasses, oat straw, it looks just like a nice seeded head. You might see it in the I actually grow hellebores. Now, that in, in the south, they're like weeds. But where I am from, they're hard to do. So I have hellebores. You can see, I think, batch, um, some boutonnieres I did with those. 
Um, Gallardias, I don't care for them, but people love them. And so I'm starting to do some reds and different other colors. Forget-me-nots, which reseed, they're really tall, they're blue, which is coming back. Lavenders, larkspur, feverfew of all kinds, liatris, monardas. They're starting to have pink, light pink monardas. I don't know if you know it. Um, I'm trying to think of the botanical name uh, or um, the um, common name. But now I'm starting to learn Latin so much because that's all you view. Um, hops oregano. In my dried arrangements and my tables in the auditorium, you're going to see them, and they're gorgeous. They just add a lot of detail for dried and regular. They're real small, but they, they work good. Helenium, helianthus, irises. People love irises, especially the big ones. Uh, lamb's ear, love in the mitts, nigella, which reseeds for me. It's not really a, a perennial for me, but it reseeds blue, purples, and whites. And again, it's the blues that I want. Lilacs, shasta daisies, peonies of all kinds. I love peonies. In fact, all my dried arrangements over there have peonies in them. They dry beautifully. So that's another thing. When I do weddings, I'm like, do you want me to bouquet this and, you, and turn it upside and dry, dry it for you? And they're like, yes, that would be great. It's kind of hard sometimes coordinating that when I'm not at the wedding, but they love that. So that's what I do for them too. Uh, and I actually have bush peony, which is a huge, it gets very large. This is my fourth year on two of them survived, so I'm really excited. They have a head like that. Like, they're just beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Get peonies. I don't know, if can you grow peonies? Does anybody? Yes? I'm seeing some, no? Yes. Yes. I mean, they're just, people go nuts over them. I tried to get some for this and I just missed it by a day and they went from 375 to $9 a piece because it's out of season. So they're really, think about marketing those in a different way. Yeah, all perennials would take about three years to get big. Um, yarrow of all kinds, especially the pastel shades, you guys. Like I'm not talking about that really kind of gnarly yellow one that you always see. These are real light, real light oranges, real light pinks, real light yellows. They're, they're just really great filler. And I get two cuttings off of those. If I cut it early enough, I get another second set of yarrow for my, um, which is nice for my um, production in the, in the later summer. Penstemons of all kinds. I don't think that's available here. But um, in Colorado, they're really big. They're, a, they're kind of a native species. Roses, flocks. I'm not too big on roses, but I do unusual colors like flesh and light, 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 light pink and real light um, plum color. Just unusual. But I'm not crazy about roses. I mean, they're just so common. Flocks, purple, pink, white, and peach. These are the perennials. Now, they're real big. They're about this high. And um, salvias of all kinds that are only l large. I only do. Stokiza is a really beautiful cut flower. And it comes in white, a bluish color, and a pink. And it's a real frilly flower. And you'll just have to, it's actually in one of the bouquets. If I can catch it, I'll tell you. Um, verbenas, uh, Bonaris, which is really an annual for us, but it overwinters. I don't know why it overwinters for me, but they're tall, spindly, kind of purple. I'm always trying to get purple. Purple is a hard color in the middle of summer, and people always want purple, it seems like, in weddings and in cut flowers. Um, for bascoms, I love them. 
They're just, I'm going to put some in my greenhouse because they do, they just, they're not as pretty outside. I'm going to try them. I love them. Sea hollies, which is that spiky thistle flower in there, which I really like just for change up and they're bluish. Veronica's sedums. I do all kinds of sedums because for bouquet, for boutonnieres and different things. So I just want to tell you a few things how to care for perennials. Okay. Again, they're seasonal flowers. They're gonna start, mine start from April and go into maybe June-ish. And then I get a second cutting on some and then they're done. So you gotta grow annuals with your perennials so that you have flowers. Um, every third year I go through my beds and I cut out all the first, first year's growth. You really need to do this if you wanna keep your perennials really nice and strong and healthy. So you cut out all the old, and then that just brings it, it just gives vigor to the plant. Anytime you prune or you dig out or you, because just think how much energy for that plant. If it's three years, it's this big, but you cut off some, then the energy, it'll make that. You always want new energy in your perennials. So make sure you dig it out. And, and you kind of can, I can remember what was old, where it was. I don't know. It just gets in your brain. Um, and you want to split um, uh, I don't know what I mean by this. Hang on a minute. Take fresh starts. If you, I take pieces of the perennial and I repot it for, for my markets, for my resells. So I take a little piece of it. You can actually take a piece of it, put it in a pot, put it in your greenhouse, and then it becomes a full plant. You can actually do that with perennials. And just make sure you get some of the root somewhere on the plant. Um, I put different uh, perennials, the same perennial, in a different location in my garden because sometimes it does better and I've noticed, or I keep it cooler and it comes on a week later, so I get an extra week out of that same, if I really like something, I move, I, so I have several sections where I have, it's really pretty now, I love my garden. It's like going outside and it's everywhere around my house. I used to have linear rows and now they're just kind of everywhere around my house, which is really pretty. I really, really like that. So if I ever quit, it's just all there and looking pretty. I don't have to, yep. So that extends your cutting time if you move some of those around. Um, so if you're, and, and if you're not, you don't have, no one's buying your flowers this time of year, you got to cut them. You still have to cut perennials off. You want to deadhead or cut them down so that you get more bloom. Um, okay, annuals. These are some of the annuals I grow. Argeratum. Plum colors, I love those colors, white, blue, aster, tower series, amaranths of all kinds, just because just they're huge and beautiful. I just did a wedding with green and maroon, and she just went crazy. She loved it. So uh, bells of iron, Ireland, uh, winged everlastings are wonderful flowers. If you, I don't know if you know what those are in there. Am, it's A-M-M-O-B-I-U-M. -M -M what a great filler flower. It's white. It's like a little daisy on the top of this tall stem, and you can dry it, and you can use it for detail. Again, putting in between the big flowers, these small little flowers, which you need for... for A-M-M-O-B-I-U-M, and it's called winged everlasting, really is the common name. Calendulas of all kinds. Uh, 
uh, cosmos of all kinds. And one I want to particularly bring your attention to is called Zinderella or pop, pop, and poppy, poppy socks. These are new kinds of um, cosmos that are coming out that are gorgeous. They're a little shorter, so you got to really cut them long and try to really get down there. But they are beautiful, beautiful. Tithonia, or Mexican sunflower, do the gold and the orange. It's really a true orange. I really love it. Dahlias of all kinds. I have every color you can think of. And I would suggest the ball series. I know I need to get some. <laughs> ball series or the pom-poms are the easiest to grow. They hold the, la the longest. I can't guarantee but two to three days when I do weddings on, so I cut them at the very last minute. And I'll even go in there and cut just right before I send them off sometimes because they, they're really uh, not long-lasting, you know. So, but the pom-poms last longest, and they're a tighter head. They're a tighter head and a smaller head. Uh, but I have every color you can think of, and especially purples, maroons, but I have oranges, I have reds, I have yellows, I have whites, I have flesh colors, I have light pinks. Fever few of all kinds, any kind you can get your hands on grow. Um, they actually reseed really well. Cleome, which most people don't grow. It's a spider, the spider flower. It's kind of different. You can get peaks and whites. It's coming back. It's an old Victorian flower. I see a lady shaking her head back there. Status of all colors, but especially because um, you can dry them. I love drying flowers. I, I really love it. So, and you can use those in there too. They, everybody has goes. They love them. They just really like them. Celestia, um, straw flowers, Nicotiana of all kinds. Taller varieties, greens, lime greens, reds. I have this really beautiful red, Bella Baby. Um, it's like a tulip little flower on a stem with lots of little tulip flowers. It's really quite beautiful. It's, it's, a, it's really the tobacco plant, uh, Nicotiana. Um, when you dry your flowers, what was it you asked? Yeah, when you dry your flowers, I just hang them. Yes, I do. I'm, I'm really busy, so I, I'm going out there, and if I see a fresh and it's perfect, I'll go and cut it and go hang it on. You know those Lowe's racks that have like four or six tiers? I've used it for multiple persons. That's one of them. The purpose of just stringing them up and then just hanging them from there. With I have these hooks, and I just hook them on. Rubber band them and hook them on. You just make sure they have, and, and we have an upstairs, too, room in our garage where I can dry tons, as many as I want. Um, okay, so unusuals. Think about berries, okay? And yesterday, even, even blackberries and raspberries put in in bouquets. It's gorgeous, believe it or not. Broom corn, bamboo. Bamboo even grows by us. Lamb's ear, dusty miller, succulents, hops, oregano, any kind of grasses. Especially red grasses are really great. Pods, uh, greenery. I've even used, uh, these, they're coming out with tall basils. It's really nice. And I use dill a lot. You kind of got to cut it really early so they don't wilt. I, we have a lot of um, wild asparagus fern. Um, Comantus, like I said. So just small flowers for detail and different material. Like nigella even dries into these pods. I don't know if you know, love in the midst, nigella. It grows into these pods. 
Okay, seedlings and plugs. Um, I'm just going to mention just a few things. I do lisianthus. I didn't mention that. I must have. I might have missed a paper, but um, I do lizzies. Uh, they start there 120 days. Now you can get plugs too on certain plants if you have to, but I don't like to spend the money and you know because you know the tray is 278 usually. I would recommend using heating mats if you're going to do seeds yourself. Don't just get a get a heating mat. You'll be really glad you did, and it just keeps an even temperature. Um, there's other things. Um, I'm going to skip because we're really running out of time. My husband said. So, so the varieties and quality quantities. Uh, you want lots of filler flowers. You need striking wow flowers, you know, that are really beautiful. You need lots of different colors for all the whole season. Um, you can even do successive planting, which means you can plant more than one time if you have a long season. Something that's easy, easy to grow, uh, has a long shelf life, space life, which I told you a lot about, is dependable and a long, long blooming time. Uh, stem length, think about check your varieties because not all salvias some salvias are this high six inches so make sure when you go to look at your seed go google it and really get the real specs on it because i've bought a lot of seed that did not work because i didn't check into that don't take their word for it this media was brought to you by audioverse a website dedicated to spreading god's word through free sermon audio and much more if you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.org.